Nelson. Welcome to the Hey Listen Games cast. This is episode 57. We have an amazing show for you guys today. Um, sadly, Rob Douglas is not here with us uh, today. But as always, I am here. My name is Jeffrey Morris, and with me today is the one and only Nathan Wagner. Hello! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> Sorry. Man, Nathan gives the most exciting intros. I hope you listeners really appreciate it. Exactly. Um, I try to wake everyone up from their morning slumber. And if you're wearing headphones, again, I apologize. Um, but we're going to be talking about some Nintendo Switch news, um, our thoughts on Game of the Year so far. Um, for 2017, and then we're going to be doing something new this show. I'm really excited about it. Uh, we're going to be playing video game music trivia. So we're going to put Nathan's video game music listening ears to test here, which will be fun. And then you guys can also uh, play along at home as well. So. Now, are you going to be singing these songs by mouth? Uh, you wouldn't want me to do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could whistle some of them, but even then, I don't think that would come through. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I've actually downloaded some songs that we'll be playing later on in the show. Um, but first things first, um, we thought we would talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch um, and how, how it's been selling so far. Um, Nintendo has officially announced um, as of the end of June that they've sold about 5 million Switches. I think the number is 4.7, um, which to me, I'm not super surprised at this point. I, I think, you know, it's still almost impossible to find on, on shelves. You know, it's very rare to walk into a store and still see some Switches in stock. Um, and so I think Nintendo's pretty much selling through all of them that they've made. Yeah, they, I mean, I think this speaks more to the fact of how many Nintendo has been able to put together more than, you know, the buying power. I'm really interested to see, like, especially once Christmas some comes, whether they'll be, like, like hopefully they'll have a lot of stock and stuff like that, and people will be able to get them, and whether mm-hmm. they'll be pretty relatively easy to obtain by then, or if it'll still be kind of hard It'll be like the Wii. And yeah, exactly, like the Wii. And, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, yeah, this is, I think Nintendo, their projected goal was to sell 10 million in the first fiscal year. So this is Q1 of that fiscal yeah. year. So. so great start. Exactly. Great start. <laughs> They're already like halfway there. Uh, I I know in console sales, they the next one they're going to pass, I think, is the Dreamcast, which sold, I think, around 9 or 10 million, somewhere around there. Something like that, yeah. And so uh, I, I think by the end of the year, I'll sell the Dreamcast, and by next year, I'll sell the Wii U, which I think capped out around 13 or 14. Million. It was about 14, so they're already yeah. more than a third of the way on the Wii U. Yeah. Which kind of speaks to how sad the Wii U was. Yeah, well, g- good marketing, it's a solid first year of uh, games and stuff, so yeah. it's, it's awesome. But uh, we also did want to mention that um, first-party software, um, Big Surprise, has been selling phenomenally uh zelda has sold about four million um that's the leading uh, software sales as of now uh, mario kart is right behind it at 3.5 million and then arm surprisingly has actually sold over a million um nintendo said it sold 1.2 million in june and that's only including i think the last two weeks or so that because the game came out yeah, the game came out like june 18th 19th something yeah. like that so and those only goes through the end of june the financials yeah so, so in the first week or two arm sold 1.2 million which i think is really is, good for a new ip yeah that's crazy for a new ip i think it shows that you know people who are buying the switch are people who want a lot of software they're not like the wii people who bought like wii sports and mm. maybe carnival games or something yeah. like that <laughs> like yeah the people who are buying software i think they said they've sold like almost 14 million switch games um total yeah, so far, which is crazy. So. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what Splatoon ends up selling and what where all the, these games look at the end of the year once they've yeah. all been on the shelves for a while. I did hear that Splatoon 2 has already outsold Zelda Breath of the Wild in Japan. 
Um, which is crazy is because crazy. you think of how good the game Zelda is, and obviously it's the best-selling Switch game. Yeah. But uh, over, in, I mean, over in Japan, they're just nuts for Splatoon. So I read this. Uh, I think it was the Nintendo Life had this article about basically written by this guy who I think he lives in Japan, mm-hmm. but he basically went out and interviewed all these people who were trying to get a Switch. Like I think it was either like the day Splatoon came two came out or yeah. something in Japan. <laughs> And he talked about how there's all these people who literally like stand in lines to get a chance to get into the lottery to wow. buy a Switch and stuff like that. That's insane. That's how crazy. Just because they want Splatoon. Yeah, and like that's the only he reason talked why. to a bunch of people who were like, "Yeah, probably not going to be able to get a Switch today, but I'm going to go ahead and buy my copy of Splatoon 2 because <laughs> I know I'm going to want that. It's going to be the first thing I want." Yeah. So I finally am able to get a Switch. So. I feel like that's like the Japanese version of Breath of the Wild. Like, we went nuts over Breath of the Wild, and, like, for yeah. a while, Breath of the Wild sold more than the Switch did and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. But, exactly. Um, it's a good game. It's, it's really fun. So I, I, could see, I could see why they're excited. It is. Um, but, yeah, so um, other than Nintendo Switch sales, uh, also in kind of the realm of Nintendo news, um, as of today, Nintendo put an official statement out for the Super <laughs> Nintendo um, Classic. Um, as some of you guys may have heard, uh, pre-orders haven't gone up yet. Pre-orders never went up for the NES Classic. And so I thought it was going to be the same thing with the Super Nintendo. They went um, up from Walmart, and then it was a fake. Yeah. Which made a lot of people yeah, mad. Yeah, so one of my friends got a Walmart uh, pre-order, and then they ended up canceling every Walmart pre-order. Like, yeah. oh, sorry, we didn't mean to put pre-orders up. It's an accident. And so after, after that, too, I was like, oh, there's no way they're doing pre-orders then. Like it, yeah. You know, it's, it was just a mistake. It would be like the NES Classic. But here's the official statement that Nintendo released today. They said, we appreciate the incredible anticipation that exists for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super NES Classic Edition System. Wow, is that the official name? That is so long. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but they said, we can confirm that it will be available for pre-order by various retailers late this month of August. A significant amount of additional systems will also be shipped to stores for launch day and throughout the balance of the calendar year. So I'm still being skeptical, but Nintendo is saying, at least as of now, hey, we will have some pre-orders going up by the end of the month. I don't. I don't think they're going to announce the day. They're still going to come up randomly. Some. It's point just going to come month. up at like two o'clock in the morning. Probably someone's going to get them. Like, and Amazon will crash again. I think Amazon crashed. <laughs> websites when the will NES crash. Classic. Yes, went for out, sure. Insane. Um, but they're making it sound like there will be at least a little bit more than the NES Classic. There will still be some in stores if you don't get a pre-order. Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, keep an eye on you know Twitter and you know there's a lot of accounts that follow. When pre-orders go live and stuff on there. If you're interested in this, pre-orders are going to go live at some point this month. I'm hoping that everyone who wants one is going to be able to get one, unlike the Nintendo Entertainment System Classic. But uh, I think this sounds good, but I'm still skeptical to see if they actually made enough to, yeah, to yeah. meet a decent demand. Kind of so. the kind of sad thing for me is like I'm interested in the SNES Classic because mm-hmm. like it has a bunch of I know. Like, Super Nintendo actually has some, like, really good games on there. You Timeless. Know, yeah, they could, they have saves, so you can go back and continue to play them, kind of unlike the NES Classic, which yeah. is a little bit more, like, just, I don't know, just pick up and play, jump in for They're, a like, arcade games. Like yeah, like exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I've played some of these games. Like, I've played Mario World and Metroid, Super Metroid, I think Donkey Kong, and Link to the Past and stuff like that. But there's a bunch of games. I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up, so I'm kind of interested but I'm not at the point where I'm like, I definitely 100% want to spend $80. So. It is 80 bucks. Yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm like, if I want to get one, I know I'm going to have to jump on the pre-order as <laughs> soon as it goes now, live, yeah. because that'll be like the only you shot. You can't really impulse buy it at yeah, the store. Yeah, you can't really impulse buy it and be like, walk in and be like, oh, okay, I'll pick one up, because I know I will never see it yeah. in real life. <laughs> Which I think is sad, because I think a lot of people would impulse buy it yeah. if, if they saw it at totally, the store. Totally, totally. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait, wait and see. That's coming out. Uh, 
in September, so officially next month now. Yeah, so um, that, that's yeah, coming up soon. soon. But I, I have to get it for just Star Fox 2. The collector in me says, <laughs> I have to get this Star Fox game. It's the only one I don't have and haven't played. Um, so have you played all the cool. way through the original Star Fox on Super Nintendo? I played all the way through it, but I didn't beat the final boss. I got to Andros three or four times, and then like I just kept dying. I'm like, okay, this is stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm curious to see, because I know like, they scrapped uh, Star Fox 2 kind of in favor to make just the 64 yeah. one. Well, I'm curious to see like if it has some of the same elements and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I think there is Nintendo usually likes to reuse some of that stuff. Like they put it in a game and they take it out and they're like, oh, we'll just use it in the yeah. next game. Well, I know they, they used the Chicken Walker in Star Fox Zero, which came out for Wii U a uh, year or two ago. Yeah. And that was something that was originally in Star Fox 2, so that's in that game. Mm. And they also kind of have a world map where you draw basically lines and you're kind of doing a little bit of strategic um, planning as well. And they actually used that. That was the main hook of the DS1, Star Fox Command. And so I'm interested almost for just a historical perspective of like playing and going like, oh, this is where they got these ideas for these other Star Fox games because, you know, I'm a big fan of the franchise. So, yeah, Um, yeah. so hopefully hopefully I'm able to get one. And uh, hopefully I think it's also kind of weird if they keep Star Fox 2 just on that system. I hope they also put it out on virtual console and Switch and stuff. Yeah, when it comes yeah. To it, maybe so. after, after the SNES Classic launches and, you know, a lot of people have bought it and stuff like that. Yeah, give like a year out. of exclusivity. Yeah, exactly. And then they can put it out on Hopefully. Switch. And yeah. If the virtual console ever happens, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, at this point. Right, we're getting Balloon Fight and Dr. Mario online some point next year. We, Don't forget Super Mario Brothers 3. Or is it Super Mario Brothers? 1? I think it was Super Mario Bros. Three online. Cause online, that's, like because that we all makes play online. sounds like a great online game. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, other than that, for news this week, uh, we did want to mention that uh, Doomfist finally came to Overwatch. That is, I think Overwatch's twenty fifth hero, twenty sixth uh, maybe. I think twenty fifth. I don't know. I haven't kept um, if you're a watch fan, let us know. Twenty five, twenty six. Um, but he's really fun. He he's a new character. He's kind of a the lore is kind of you know he's one of the big bad guys of Talon, I, I believe in the in the game and he has this basically giant mechanized uh, glove on his right arm that his main attack you basically charge it up and he just shoots across um, the stage and if you punch someone it'll do I think around 100 150 damage but if you actually punch them they do knockback damage and if they hit a wall then it'll do an additional like 150 yeah. and it actually will one hit KO most of the smaller heroes in the game and it stuns them too like even if they don't get one hit KO gets, yeah. they still get stunned for a second and someone yeah. can follow up with that and combo it kind of you're yeah. saying it's kind of like a, a it's like a fighting game fighting character, character. yeah <laughs> they don't I mean that's what they talked about when they originally were talking about this character saying hey you know we're big fans of old school like fighting games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. We want this to kind of be our kind of take on, hey, what would a fighting game character look like in the Overwatch world? And so um, all of his moves, his ground pound, his uppercut, it's like a Shoryuken, like they all kind of like combo into one another. Sure. So you can do one move straight into another one. And I think that makes it really cool, really uh, interesting to play. So it's kind of cool to see, oh, yeah, I could totally see how this would be a fighting game character, but it's an Overwatch. So Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been really fun to play. So I'm... No, I'm ready for another uh, like uh, seasonal event. Like uh, yeah. last year, they had the Olympics one, Lucio Ball, and there was rumors that that might come back this year. I don't know, but I feel like it's about time for another. It, it is time thing to jump, grab well, me, and make me jump. Well, they back did in. one about one every month since like December, about. But we yeah, they did a lot. We haven't gotten kinda... one since the anniversary event in May, yeah. so it's it's yeah. been a while. So hopefully. Hopefully they have something fun planned for everyone. It's always always fun to jump in during those Overwatch events. They do a good job of making those fun and getting everyone back into the game. But 
Cool. So uh, let us know uh, what you think about Doomfist. Uh, have you got a chance to try him out yet? Um, do you think he's overpowered? I was playing with a couple friends of the show uh, uh, last night, and uh, well, one of them is his first time uh, playing against Doomfist, and he kept getting killed. <laughs> he, got, he was getting so mad. He's like, that Doomfist character is overpowered. I hate this. <laughs> You're getting really upset, but That's uh, I'm sure uh, give it like a week and somebody will figure out a really good yeah, I mean, for him. If, if, you, if you've never fought against them before and someone's played them a lot, I can yeah. see how it you know, yeah. might be difficult at first. But, anyways, let us know what you think about Doomfist. Um, you can find us on Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. Love to know what you think. So, our segment two, we are going to be talking about our game of the year. We're just kind of checking in and talking about um, some games that. Our candidates so far, and maybe some, some other questions. So, Nathan, I'll let you kind of handle this discussion. Sure, sure. So, uh, I was just kind of wanted to do a check in. We're a little over halfway through the year, like we talked about last week, and uh, there's been a lot of really good games that have come out so far. So, I thought, thought we could go through, um, and maybe Jeff, you and I could each pick our top three games that we've played this year that we think, yeah, this might be a really good candidate when it. So, our top three game of the year contenders. Exactly. So far, so far that have, that you've played so far. Okay. Um. Well, I th- feel like we got to hit the cat get, in the get back. Get out of the way. <laughs> Elephant in the room here. And uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild is definitely, you know, that's going to be at the top, I think, of pretty much everyone's list at this yeah. point. Um, Came out to numerous 10 scores when it was released. Yeah. I mean, almost everyone played it and was like, wow, this is doing something really different. It kind of feels almost like a, a Mario 64 type game that, not to that extent, but to the where it like kind of changes how open world games will probably be developed mm-hmm. and thought about going forward and influencing other Which games. Which was a surprise because when you think of open world games and like the modern gaming, you know, uh, landscape since, you know, maybe think since 2007, 2008 when Assassin's Creed first came out and open world games were becoming more prevalent, you don't think of Nintendo. Like, no, not Putting at all. these big open world games out. Yeah. And here we have what Even may be... Zelda is like a kind of very focused and, you know, that's why everyone was so surprised. Yeah, like it, it seemed it like a giant open world back in like the 90s maybe when you compare it to... You compare the world of Ocarina of Time to something like Skyrim, like the world is not as open or as big, you know, as most open world exactly, games nowadays. Exactly. So the fact that Nintendo not only put out a really good, solid open world game, but maybe one of the best open world games of all time, I think that speaks to how groundbreaking this game is. And yeah. just the fact that you can play it so much and you still find new surprises, like. I remember we were talking earlier, and you mentioned that you know the first like ten hours of the game were so special, and you love yeah. discovering things. And for me, I'm like the when I got 60, 70 hours into the game, and I was still finding all these new things. I'm like, how did I miss this? This was right in the middle of Hyrule Field. It was this really cool creature, or, you know, dungeon or something like that. Um, I think that was what made the game so special. Was you know, Zelda games are typically anywhere you know between maybe 30, 40 hours, something like that. Then yeah. you have this game that you can put 70 hours into and not even get to the final castle and the final yeah, boss Yeah, exactly. Fight. I don't even think I went to the final boss fight until I was like 90 hours into the game. Yeah. Like so. <laughs> well, just, and it's true freedom too. You know, a lot of open world games say you have freedom. But like Breath of the Wild, that first weekend I got the game, I went into Hyrule Castle and I beat a boss, got the Hylian shield. Yeah. Like, and I only had like four hearts. I had only played the game for maybe two hours up until that point. So it was just insane with how it literally lets you go anywhere you want in the world at any point and you kind of make your own story yeah yeah exactly it was really really cool um and i'm i'm excited to jump back in when the dlc comes out this fall and yeah hopefully it'll be a lot of fun i'm i'm 
we're still waiting. I haven't bought the season pass. Uh, I haven't either, but I'm planning on doing it. I think for the second one. Yeah. 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 So um, let us know if you if you do have the season pass. You bought played the first DLC. If you thought the first DLC was a uh, was worth it. It pretty much just added a hard mode, a couple map features, some new outfits, and then a trial of the sword where you fight through um, different enemies. But um, so far, I mean, you know, it's, I feel like it's going to be hard for anything to top Breath of the Wild for... for yeah, I think, know, that's, I think that's a clear favorite. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty easy to say, but... But uh, I think it's important to at least give some other games some consideration, because yeah. there were some other great games that have been released as well. In Such as? Such as... Oh, man... I think, I think the second the my second uh, most played. I don't know about most played, but definitely the funnest game I've had this year is a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, like I didn't and I didn't play that. I started playing that about two months ago or something like that because I was very excited for it um, for like the last two years. But then when Zelda got announced to be releasing like two days after Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like, well, I guess I'm just gonna have to wait to play that. And yeah. well, I remember when we first saw the first yeah. trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn, we went to a big E3 event. We watched the press conference. We saw the trailer with the giant dinosaurs. We're like, I don't know what this game is, but it looks amazing. Yeah. It kind of blew everyone's mind at that first press conference. But it didn't really come out till about two and a half years a, later. Yeah, it took about two years. And it got delayed mm-hmm. multiple times. And like you said, it got delayed into the launch window of Zelda, which is one of the greatest games you know ever. And so that made it, I think, kind of get overshadowed and didn't have as much attention. For sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But it is an awesome game. I actually, like some people I know um, said they were like, oh, I didn't want to jump into it after Zelda. It actually felt really refreshing for me to play it after playing Zelda because the combat is a lo- kind of a lot better than Zelda. Um, it focuses on different things. Like obviously, the open world isn't as good, but the game is really, really beautiful in a different way from mm-hmm. Zelda. And there's a lot more variety in enemies. Yeah, too, there's a lot more cool. variety in enemies. Um, it's kind of smaller and more focused the open world, so I didn't feel as overwhelmed as I had started to feel with Zelda kind yeah. of by the end of the game of Zelda. So that was really nice, uh, and it has a really interesting story that kind of drives you forward throughout. Definitely the game. has, yeah, a more of a narrative than Zelda does. Yeah, Breath of the Wild kind of did with the traditional Zelda narrative and kind of gives you bits and snippets and memory pieces. But Horizon is definitely more straightforward. This is a linear story, and there's side quests you can also explore if you want to. But um, it's kind of cool because it kind of does the whole post-apocalyptic thing, where you know this is a world that's been destroyed, and you know machines have kind of taken over and Humanity's kind of gone back in civilization a little bit, but they still have some technology that they can use some cool, uh, do some cool stuff with. Like, you know, you don't just have a regular bow and arrow. You can shoot, you know, trip wires that have, you know, electricity blasts and, you know, fire bombs and stuff like that. So it kind of does a cool mix of, it's not your typical, like, fallout-looking post-apocalyptic. It's this very beautiful, outdoorsy mixed with some technology into it. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed the art style that they did in that game. Yeah, the art style was amazing, especially like the lighting in that game just blew my mind. Yeah, and it's it's like photorealistic too. Yeah, and so it yeah. looks really really amazing. Like, I mean, you can't really compare Zelda in that because Zelda is definitely more of an artistic, you know, colored um, art style, and like you know, Horizon looks like it's a real painting. yeah, like a real photograph yeah. of the forest. And so they're very different, but they're very beautiful in their own ways. Yeah, they're both very beautiful. So. Yeah. and I really liked Alloy's character too. The the main character, the voice actress, did a really good job. And uh, I thought thought they did a good job telling that story. Yeah. With so I think I haven't finished Horizon yet, but I, I think both oh, these games kind of okay. complement each other very well. No, yeah. I haven't. I'm about eh, probably about halfway. Nice. That's it. I, I'm still holding to my statement. I said it here on the show after I beat it that Horizon Zero Dawn is the best PlayStation 4 exclusive game on the console. So wow. if you have not checked it out yet, 
definitely uh, pick that up. I think it's gone on sale now for around 20, 30 bucks. Now, yeah, it's so. it's gone down to twenty. If I you've been waiting, been now's your time. Thirty, a couple times. So yeah, yeah. So Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda, those are uh, two. Um, I'm gonna pick um, another one which I didn't think I was gonna enjoy as much as I did when it got first announced. Uh huh. But uh, Injustice 2. Um, I actually don't own this one. I, I rented it for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just a very, very solid mechanical fighting game. And I'm kind of giving this game the nod over ARMS. I love ARMS. I love ARMS, how it's a new IP. And, you know, does a lot of cool ideas. Um, just the content in ARMS, there's not a ton necessarily there to do. There's mm-hmm. not really a, a traditional single-player mode. Um, there's some, you know, fun smaller modes to mess around with. But Injustice has... A very nice character roster size, and then it has a really, really interesting, fully animated cinematic story mode. Which, if you play the first Injustice, you know how fun that story mode can be. Yeah. Um, and then there's this new thing they added called multiverse events, where you can basically go pop online, and then you basically you're seeing these different worlds and Earths and multiverses, and you basically fight challenges of certain characters, and it gives you certain basically requirements. So like maybe. You can call down a meteor strike halfway through the battle. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have Green Lantern who comes in and helps you on some of them. Some of them maybe you have less health, and then basically you get different loot boxes and rewards. And every character has, I think, hundreds of different pieces of equipment that you can uh, put on them, so you can make your characters look different. And they also give them new abilities too, which powers them up. Um, and it's just a really, really solid, pretty. It's gorgeous. One of the best looking fighting games. Runs really, really uh, smooth, sixty frames per second, and that, that game just feels really fun. The, the ultimate moves are super over the top and <laughs> fun to watch. So, of course. Uh, I mean, plus you get to be Gorilla Grodd, who's like a giant telekinesis gorilla. He's amazing. I love it. So, um, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm yeah. picking that as another. I think top uh, game one of the coolest parts I uh, played the Injustice Two. One of my favorite parts of the first Injustice was mm-hmm. the story mode. Was kind of really interesting and it's pretty short. Like it was maybe four or five hours or something like that. But it had a really good st- story mode for a fighting game because yeah traditionally they're not <laughs> yeah, I mean, so just i really a cool enjoyed that i'm excited to, to play through the second one story mode and see what that's yeah. all about i mean i'm planning on picking it up sometime next year when like an inevitable game of the year edition comes out yeah all the dlc i mean they do have day one dlc in there which was the bummer it was like six dollars for like one character and um so i'm gonna wait for all the dlc everything to come out probably pick up the game of the year edition but sure really really solid robust um fighting game i know you know, usually fighting games pretty much never win Game of the Year awards or anything like that. Yep. But um, it, it's a really good game, and it surprised me with how, how well well made it was. That's so. awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I, I actually, for my third choice, I'm kind of struggling right now because I was trying to think about what else has come out this year. And I feel like it's been a really big year, but I've been really, I played a lot of Switch games, like, played a lot of Mario Kart. I was like, I played like 30 hours of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, yeah. which yeah, I was kind here. of surprised by because I own the, the original Could we probably Wii U. put in over 80-something with yeah. the Wii U one. Yeah, so I played that game more than I thought I had. Um, but the, uh, I think the next game, the other game that I really, really have enjoyed so far this year is just came out, and that's Splatoon 2. And you are going to say that. So, like, <laughs> I think... The Turf War has obviously kind of feels really good. Um, one of the biggest things I'm surprised by is I really enjoy playing this game more handheld than I do yeah. um, with a controller. I think 
with the handheld, playing the original with the gamepad, like it felt, it was a lot bigger than a controller. And so yeah. the motion controls are a little bit easier for Wii. Because you had to play the original handheld. Splatoon with the Wii U gamepad. Yeah, with the gamepad. You couldn't mm -hmm. use the Pro Controller or anything else. Um, so I kind of feel used to that. So I really enjoy playing it handheld. So when you play in portable mode, you feel like you have your yeah, muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. When I play with the Pro <laughs> Controller, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can't fine tune this aiming. Like I keep, I'm like, I'll hit a guy and then I'll like go off him and he'll kill me and I'll be like, oh. Frustrating. Yeah. So, well, that's funny to say. I haven't really noticed really like that. I do better on one or the other. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I do like playing with the pro controller. Um, it works works really good with or good for me. But I've been playing this game about fifty fifty handheld and on TV. And um, even when I'm at home, I'll just play it on the handheld mode. I was surprised how much I play it because, like you said, it does feel really good to play. Yeah. In handheld, which um, I think is a testament to how good the design of the Switch is. So yeah. that's and awesome. Sam Salmon Run is a uh, really really cool really really cool mode um they added in they did a great job yeah they did i didn't like when they first announced it i was excited but i was like i don't even know what a horde kind of sort of mode will look like in splatoon 2 i was a little bit kind of doubtful whether it'd be good or not but it's definitely been my favorite part of the game so far yeah i mean so. they make it so quick and the concept of grabbing the egg one at a time and bringing it back to the bucket and the variety of the different boss monsters that you fight there mm -hmm. and how much the difficulty scales like there's all these crazy more difficult levels that i haven't even like gotten to yet and i feel like i've played some pretty crazy like hectic hard levels yeah and so um it's it's a really really well designed mode i'm, I'm glad that they put that in there. that's kind of you know i think you mentioned once on the show a couple like last week that it's kind of the big new feature that yeah. wasn't yeah. in the original Splatoon. Yeah. like they exactly. never they didn't have any type of mode like this and so um and nintendo has been listening they've been making the salmon run times a little bit longer now they're about 24 hours now and they're happening almost every day now exactly so exactly they, they were i think they were surprised by how much people love this mode and how how uh, well it turned out and so they're making it run almost you know 24 7 now yeah. which is awesome that is awesome so yeah i'm happy about that really enjoying um just want to play more so yeah <laughs> i mean uh, splatoon 2 i we'll see by the end of the year if i still feel like this in love with splatoon yeah but like i could totally see splatoon 2 getting you know, game of the year at this point. Like sure. it's really solid package and it's got that whole single player mode in there yeah. too that yeah. a lot of people don't even mess with. So Yeah, I was oh, thinking about cool. uh, I was thinking about other games that have come out this year and there have been a lot of kind of really good games from Japan but that nece aren't necessarily our taste. Like uh, like a lot of people like Neo, which is kinda like a Dark mm -hmm. Souls ripoff. Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Near Autonoma, Persona five is really big JRPG, but yeah. I know that's not my jam, and neither none of those things are really you're into either. But if you be careful, careful what you say. You might anger the, exactly. the Xenoblade fans again. It, you know, if you love those games, I hope you're enjoying them. <laughs> Happy for you, but I'm not personally going to pick any of those for you. Like, game of the year March. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Very... Yet here you are. Uh, I like Pokemon. Two and out I like of Splatoon. Two out of your three favorite games of the year are from Japan. Technically, that is true. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, what is um, maybe a game or two that hasn't come out that uh, that has come out later this year that you think might be in the running for game of the year? Um, so I think the there's a couple I have, but I don't want to overlap with you too much. So okay. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, actually, one I'm really interested in, but I don't think I'll play at launch is uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. Um, I. That Egyptian game, yeah, the the setting um, looks really really cool to me. What they're doing with the Egyptian setting, um, it's really the game looks really beautiful and it looks like it has a lot of color, which I was kind of surprised by when they heard they were going for Egyptian setting. But 
they kind of have add a lot a lot in with the Nile and um, so it's not just orange. Like yeah, sand. exactly. Not just like <laughs> sand and uh, sandstone <laughs> pyramids and yeah, exactly. So um, I think that looks really good. The I like the structure of kind of the missions and stuff like that. They're going back a little bit more towards Assassin's Creed One with like the more high profile okay. assassinations yeah. and targets and stuff like That's that. That's a good idea. Which I think could switch it up a little bit, and it's also done by the team who made Black Flag, which is oh, I think the good. best, the best Assassin's Creed okay, that I've enjoyed good. so far. So, so there'll be some ship stuff too, probably. You think? Yeah, or? I think they talked about they'll have like some small boat stuff, like you'll have okay. a boat on the you can pilot on the Nile and stuff like that, but probably not huge open seas okay. combat. But I'm I'm actually kind of sad because I haven't seen a lot about this game. I think I saw the original trailer, but I haven't really looked or dug into this game I, i've obviously heard you and rob talk about it a little bit yeah but um i i game stuff i signed up for like a pro membership thing and then you get a free month or year of like game informer mm-hmm. and they gave me a copy in store that said, oh here take this one today and it was assassin's creed origins like all the preview coverage and everything and i accidentally left it at the store oh, <laughs> i realized like three days later i'm like wait didn't i have a copy of that i wanted to read about assassin's creed and game yeah. informer but but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I think I think it could be a big hit. I'm glad they they took their time on this one. Yeah, they delayed a year, which. But uh, for me, I mean, I, as much as I love Splatoon and Injustice and Horizon and you know Zelda, by the time Mario comes out <laughs> in October 27th, I think I'm gonna be so crazy about this game that I'll like for, completely forget about all these previous <laughs> Game of the Year candidates. Because um, I'm just I'm a huge Mario fan. Like I I've on pretty much. Every game in the Mario series, I think I've played through. I mean, I don't, I can't even Mario game I haven't played. Like, and I have, I think, bought in day one every Mario game since I think New Super Mario Bros. on the DS. So, like, ever since I've been old enough to really buy my own games, I've always been there getting these mainline Mario games uh, pretty much right away. And so, I am incredibly excited for Odyssey. The capture mechanic looks amazing. I feel like there's still lots of surprises and fun twists and turns that this game is going to take that we don't even know about yet. Um, yeah, because the, like there's the, so the many levels different are things so they big. can do with that capture mechanic that you can't even like wrap your brain around really. That you'll like see it in the game and be like, oh mm. my gosh, I had never thought of that before. Yeah, well, just and how big the worlds look like they are from yeah. like, the treehouse streams, and you know, you think maybe think Mario sixty four layout that they've kind of stuck to for the big three Mario adventure games. You know, Mario sixty four, I think you had six or seven stars per world. There's about fifteen worlds. Um, the worlds weren't huge, but you know, you could kind of replay them. They were slightly different for each star. And after you grabbed a star, you'd pop out of the level. You have to go back and find the new one. Um, and it was the same kind of style for Sunshine. There was about six or seven stars. I don't think there was quite 15 I think There was worlds. like maybe nine or ten. Yeah, it was around ten like worlds, that. something like that. Um, and it had a bigger hub world. And then Mario Galaxy had a lot more different worlds, but had still had about three or four different stars per galaxy for most of them. And right after you got a star, you had to pop back out and go back in to find where the other one is on alternate route. This game, you have this giant world and you go and you find these new like moon stars, whatever they're called. Yeah. And as soon as you find it, the game saves and you just keep on running from where you are and you go find another one. There's over 30. They said between 30 and 50 of these like stars in every level. Yeah. And so the amount of these collectibles and these stars and things to find, like, the sheer volume of this game is just insane yeah. to me, which is, you know, I'm not going to just be collecting 120 stars and be done with it. I'm going to be collecting, you know, maybe sounds like 500 or something like that. Yeah, so. I love the, uh, I just love the fact that it seems like Nintendo is really getting into putting secrets back into a Mario game, like hardcore, like yeah. 
they showed that one. You were showing me that one stream where they jumped off of the level and there was like a whole subterranean yeah. level beneath it. And to be willing to do that, Nintendo has to be like, there's going to be someone who plays this who never even finds this because <laughs> they're just running around. But we're going to put this whole awesome thing here and trust that people are going to find it yeah. and, you know, look it up on YouTube or whatever. And, and that was the awesome thing and, about some of the original Mario games. Like, Mario, the original Mario Bros., why that game still is such a great game today. Like, you can still play and, like, hit a block that turns into a vine that gives you a warp pipe that you never knew was there or yeah. find a one-up that was an invisible block or... Something like that in Mario Bros. 3, you know, using the hammer to get the warp whistles and all these different secrets. So I'm so glad, like you said, they're putting those secrets back in there. There's going to be so much different things to find. You're going to be able to capture things that you had no idea you were able to capture and yeah. turn Mario into these different possessions. And, oh, I have to say I'm excited for good. no game over screen. I've uh, <laughs> probably seen the game over screen on every Mario game I've ever played. So not to do that will be nice for me. Well, I'm, I'm glad they're not just... They're finally looking at some things that have been in every Mario game and every Zelda game now yeah. and just said, yes, it's been in every Mario game, but do we really need sure. this anymore? Like, yeah. We don't need a game over screen I, anymore. I also Mario. really like the fact that you're going to be able to buy costumes with the coins and stuff like that. Yeah. Like That gives an incentive to coins me. Coins actually have worth. Yeah, exactly. Who, you know, I, I'll collect coins if they're easy to pick up, but I've never been kind of the coin hunter that, for example, <laughs> you are. You're like, oh, I have to get every one. I'm like, oh, I'll pick them up if it's along the way. the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. But... This gives kind of a little bit more meaning to play. Oh, yeah, I'll go and get those purple sure. coins that are only in this world because I want to get that especially, suit that I need. Especially in, like, the Galaxy games. Like, there were some coins in there. And you, like, would bank them with Toad, and you could, like, I think buy one-ups or something. But, like, I had, like, thousands of coins and, like, star bits, but you didn't really you really use them for all that much. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah. So, I think Odyssey is going to be that big game um, this year. And then I'm also kind of looking forward to Sonic Mania but I'm afraid to be too excited because I know the Sonic cycle and I'm yeah. probably just going to be let yeah. down by it, but that comes out in like two weeks. It comes out in two weeks. You know, it's made by basically, it seems like hardcore Sonics fans who, Sonics, Sonic fans <laughs> who kind of played the original on Sega and stuff like that and yeah. grew up really loving those games and now they're like, we want to make our own Sonic game and it seems like... Well, yeah, Christian Whitehead, the lead developer, was the one who was in charge of pretty much single-handedly porting Sonic CD onto mobile phones. And yeah. so he basically used all that original game data and you know made, remade a lot of the assets and stuff. And so he knows what a good 2D Sonic game feels like. Sonic CD was one of those games. And so mm -hmm. um, just the fact that when you watch it and play, it looks like it's like a long-lost Sega Genesis game. Like it, it does. Yeah. It looks just like those old Sonic games, but you know it's running um, on modern consoles and HD and widescreen and you know it has some little tweaks to make it feel a little bit better nowadays. But yeah. Um, I'm excited. I think it'll. I'm glad it's coming on Switch. I probably wouldn't get it otherwise, but I think I might pick it up just to have a you know fun platformer, like a perfect, 2D platformer on the Switch. Switch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also. I'm kind of a uh, kind of excited and curious about uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Mm -hmm. I think uh, like I've kind of been thinking about as kind of a simple DLC kind of pack for Uncharted. Forty dollar DLC, but it's going to be forty bucks. They've said it's going to be longer than the first Uncharted game, so it'll probably be like. Eight, oh, they did? Hours. Yeah. Wow, I didn't hear yeah, that. Yeah, so it'll be good length. It'll probably be at least eight, nine hours, and uh, the story should be super interesting. Obviously, like, it's built on the roots and kind of the same engine as Uncharted 4 and stuff like that, but it's been a year and a half almost since that game came out, so yeah, I'm excited to play that as well. Sweet. All right. Well, um, let us know on Twitter what is um, your current game of the year, or let us know, you know, my game of the year I don't think is out yet. I think that's going to be Mario or Uncharted or something else. 
um, that we didn't mention yet on the show that's coming out later this year. We would love to talk to you guys about that on the Twitter. So um, one last question right here. Um, Nathan, how do you think 2017 is going to be remembered as a whole as just like as a gaming year or as I a mean, year in gaming? I think the fact that this crazy Zelda game that is getting that people are in love with and then the, the highest Mario ha- games of all time. Yeah, the fact that a fully 3D Mario game and a fully 3D Zelda game come out in the same year and the Zelda game for sure is really good and Mario looks really good, like that alone catapults it into the upper echelon of gaming years and you put in all the other stuff that's yeah. come out that people have enjoyed and um, kind of the promise of hopefully Destiny 2 is going to be really good. Um, Battlefront 2. That Star Wars Battlefront 2 is going to be out in November. Um, there's some other cool games and indie experiences that have come out or are supposed to come out the rest of the year. So I think it puts it up probably right up there with years like 2007, maybe 1998, some of those years. Totally, totally could be. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I can't say that for sure yet because we'll have to wait and see, but I think we're going to look back on like, this was the year of the switch, like the year the switch came out, sold really well. It wasn't the Wii U. Nintendo kind of had its return to form and had a lot of really good first party software come out because, you know, do we look back at the launch of the Wii U the same way? Like, no, we don't look back at the launch of the Wii U. Oh man, what a great year in gaming that was. Like, sure, Nintendo well, Land, a couple of those games were the, fun. The but the crazy thing is almost every single console comes out, and you have to wait at least a year until the really good yeah. games start coming out. And yet, the Switch came out. It came out early in the year for the first time, and so um, that gave it more time to have good games come out. And then it comes comes out with Zelda, and then we have this crazy new IP Arms, and Mario's coming out at the end of mm-hmm. the year. Plus, Zelda Blade Chronicles 2, which some people enjoy, Splatoon 2. I mean, um, I think really the only comparison is the Wii launch. When you think about the Switch, when the Wii first launched, it had Wii Sports, which, you know, it's kind of a simple game, but that game took the world by storm, and yeah. it launched with Zelda. It was the first motion control, and the Wii just went crazy, you know, after that. And yeah, then, the, the Wii also had a really good first year because it had, like, Mario Galaxy came out at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Metroid Prime 3 came out that year. Super Paper Mario, um, WarioWare. There's a couple other kind of really fun mm-hmm. games that came out that first year as well, so... So I mean I think we're gonna look at this year like man that's the year Switch came out and a lot of a lot of good uh, a lot of good stuff came out so yeah I am excited awesome. for a two K eighteen portable so, oh yeah, yeah. So just, so just you're officially, officially getting it on the, on the I, Switch I think so I'm like ninety percent sure I just want to wait and like see a review of it and have people say like yes yeah, sure it's it actually all runs there good. <laughs> like it runs well it has all the they've said yeah. it, it's gonna have all the features all the other versions will have so I hope so that's good okay. but yeah awesome awesome all right well um. If you're still with us, you're about to have some fun because we are going to be playing video game music trivia. So, Nathan, this is our first time playing this ever on the show. Ooh. You are going to be our main contestant that I'm going to be talking to. Okay. But you at home, you guys can also play as well. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to be playing 10 different video game uh, pieces from different video games. And these can be from any year. So they'll range anything from, you know, the 80s up into modern gaming on PS4, Switch, stuff that come out nowadays. Um, Each song I'm going to play for anywhere between 10 and 30 seconds. So they'll be somewhat short snippets, but basically we'll play them long enough for you to get a general gist that if you know the game, you should be able to recognize it by that point. Um, You get one guess per song so you can't just say it's either this 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 you get one guess one guess one guess oh gosh All right. um so you two at home as you're listening think about your one guesses and lock in your answer by the time the 
the uh, song ends, because by the time Nathan answers, you have to have your answer, then you can compare your score with Nathan's and let us know if you beat Nathan in this music quiz. Oh, dear. So people are competing against me? Exactly. Oh, if, if no. anyone, I don't know it's if anyone's listening live, but you can also tune in. Uh, let, let me know in the chat uh, what your guesses are, and we, exactly. we, can, uh, we can keep exactly. track here. So, so I have to wait until the snippet finishes playing before yes. I guess. I can't, like, the first two seconds be like, oh, I know what this is. And yeah, say, yeah okay. we, we want the people we want the, to the people on. Okay, okay. So cool. um, here's how the point's going to work. You're going to get one point per correct answer. So okay. if I play the Super Mario Bros. theme from the original Super Mario Bros., say, oh, that's Super Mario Bros. theme, that is one point. And then you will also get a bonus point under my discretion, if you tell me exactly where in the game the song is. Ooh. And so if you're like, oh, this is a song from Halo 4, and the song's from Halo 4, you get a point, but if you say, oh, this was the main menu music from Halo 4, and it was, then you would get two points instead of just one point. All right. So. Sounds good. Maximum two points per song, but uh, try to get at least one, one per song here, okay? Okay. Um, and then... Nathan also has the benefit of using three lifelines here on the show um, that you also get to do. So if you are completely stuck, you're not sure, you can use three lifelines. Okay. Lifeline number one, I will give you the letter that the game starts with. Ooh. So if the game is Halo 4, I'd say letter H. Okay. Um, lifeline number two, you can ask me, uh, or if you use it, I will tell you what system the game is on or most well-known on. Um, and then number three, Lifeline, your last one, would be what genre the game is. So I'd say this is an FPS, this is an RPG. Um, so those are some kind of hints you can use. You and can I guess use one use of this. You get one of each. So yes. you can use those three Lifelines. You can use them all in the same question if you can't figure it out, Ooh. or you can spread them out. Okay. Up to you. Sounds good. Let's so, do it. Let's go ahead and do this. So Nathan, make sure you're not looking at my computer here. So I will I'm look away. Loading up our, our files. Um, so if you are ready at home, I will go ahead and cue up our first song. I'm kind of really nervous right now. No, I know this. <laughs> this is gonna be me every song. <laughs> wow, you can even hum it. Time is up. Oh, dear. Nathan, do you have an answer, or would you like to use the lifeline? Uh, tell me the letter that it starts with. The first letter of this game, using up your first lifeline, is S. S? S. Uh-oh. <laughs> that didn't ring any bells for you. Well, it went the opposite way of what I was thinking. All right. Um, Need an answer? I will About go five seconds here. With... Oh, no. Uh, Need an answer? Yes. You're on the right track. Super. Super Baby Mario. <laughs> Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, Chow the Garden Chow theme. theme. Dang it. <laughs> you knew it. You oh knew that gosh. one. Oh, my well, gosh. I missed you, little you, for, you forgot your, about all about your little chow. He's sitting off in cyberspace waiting for you to visit him. Oh, man. My goodness. Hopefully, he might be in hell. I might have stuck in there. Maybe he's a bad little chow. Oh, all that's right. frustrating. All right. So, another one. Nathan is 0 for 1. Zero points on the board. 
Um, Jaeger guessed Mario Sunshine. Also incorrect, but Ooh. good guess. Thanks for playing. It's a better guess than mine, Jaeger. So, everyone's at zero points. Here comes our next song. Nathan, we need an answer. Goldeneye? 007, Goldeneye. Goldeneye 007? 64. For 64, is correct. That is one point. All right, I'll take it. If you can tell me exactly kind of where you hear that song, I can give you a bonus point. Ooh. If you would like to. Um, You hear it in the menu? The mission briefing page? Uh, I'll give it to you. Okay, I'll take it. Close enough. I'll take it. Um, so that's two points for Nathan. Good job, Nathan. You got that one. Jaeger guessed Star Fox. Um, does kind of have a Star Fox that, 64. And I, at first I thought it yeah. was like Metal Gear Solid or Star Fox. Those were my first two guesses. Okay. Then I, after hearing a little bit more, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's where it comes it from. It does get so. a little bit of James Bondy in, yeah. in there. So, All right. So two points for Nathan. Um, here is our next song. Hate to cut that one off because it's so catchy, but Nathan, what do you think? Um, I'm gonna guess. You still have two lifelines if you need to. Uh, I'm gonna guess Earthbound. Uh, Earthbound is incorrect. Good guess. The correct answer is Butter Building from Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. I almost guessed Kirby. I was like, no, Kirby has like the more. I don't know. No, that's but I, I wouldn't have guessed, known the right Kirby game. That's, that's, uh, I that's one point for Jaeger. He guessed guessed that one. Ooh. Um, All right. Ni- nice one, Jaeger. Um, that was originally in Kirby's Adventure uh, for the NES. Um, and I, the one I played there was actually from the Game Boy Advance, the uh, kind of oh, okay. port of it. But, cool. um, all right. So you're still at two points, Nathan. Yep. Here comes our next song. This is song one? number four. Fourth. Ooh, okay. All right. Here we go. I don't like being on the spot. I don't guess well under stress. I'll do it one more time for you. This is a, this is a short one. Alright, what's your answer? Uh going uh, to kick yourself if you don't get this one. Is it Excitebike? Excitebike! Oh my gosh. Correct! <laughs> that oh, is I one just point. out a huge sigh. <laughs> And I'm not going to give you a bonus point for that one because that's just the title screen music. It's the only song in the game. So oh, okay. I'll give cool. you three points for that one. All right. So I have three points so far? Three points. Four, right. four songs down. Here is our next song.
Uh, can, so no, I'm so going to use my second lifeline. Second uh, lifeline, okay. Can you uh, tell me what a genre this game is in? This genre is shooter. Shooter. Okay, that doesn't help me very much. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm going to guess... Oh, I've played that game because I, I can hear the melody in my head. I tried to pick games that I think you've played at least once. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to guess... Need an answer. Shooter. Shooter, shooter, shooter. Um, Medal of Honor? Not Medal of Honor. <laughs> it is a third-person shooting game. Uses lots of cover and chainsaw guns. Oh, Gears? Gears of War. That's Gears of War? That is the Gears of War 3... Um, Gears part, Keep Turning song. What that, part of the game is that from? That's kind of like the main kind of story thing that one plays oh, in the opening cutscene, also right. at the end of the game. Okay. Kind okay. of the whole Brothers in Arms okay. theme. So, okay. uh, Jaeger guessed Metroid Echoes, also another good guess. Does kind of have Ooh. that that shooter vibe in it. But yeah. all right, so you you still at? Oh, you at four points. Now, I'm at right? four points. Four yeah. points. All right, next song. <laughs> Time is up. Jaeger, if you got an answer, go ahead and let me know in the chat. So far, Nathan's winning four to one. Ooh, but he doesn't get to do the bonus points, so I feel like that's not quite as fair. That's true. That's true. Can I guess? Yep, go ahead. Uh, is it Link to the Past? Link to the Past is correct. That is Ugh. five points. Would you like to go for the bonus points? Yes. Um, the song plays during the <laughs> beginning of the game? No. I'm not going to accept that. Okay. I'm not going to accept that. It is in the forest, the Lost Woods, where you find the oh, Master Sword. Oh, that's right. It's the forest right. theme from okay. Legends of Zelda, Link to the Past. Jaeger also gets a point for that one for guessing Zelda something. <laughs> Zelda something. <laughs> I'll give it to him. I'll give it to All him. Right. All right, Jaeger. All right. Next song. You have one lifeline left. You can ask the genre of the game. No, I asked the genre. Can I? Oh, uh, excuse the, me. The system what, the game is on. What system is that on? Nintendo Wii U. The Wii U? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Nintendo Wii U. This should make it easy. I didn't play that many games on the Wii U. <laughs> Need an answer. Oh! Uh, is it from... Three, two... Nintendo what? Land? Nintendo Land oh is correct. Uh, is it from the... Um... Where in Nintendo Land do you hear that? <sighs> is it the Donkey Kong game? Nope. It's the main plaza theme. So when oh, you're and okay. kind of in the lobby choosing which yeah. game to play. Yeah. So. Okay. Nice. You still get a point, though. Uh, what's your point total at now? Uh, five, I believe. Five. All right. All right. We got, I think, three songs left here. So let's I go all my life. Yep, no more lifelines. Right. 
is up. to guess F-Zero something, maybe F-Zero GX? F-Zero GX was the GameCube title. Uh, it is not the F-Zero. one. It is Mega Man X, actually, from oh, the Super Nintendo. It is the it. Spark Mandrill theme. You hear guess Castlevania. Wow. So you guys are both guessing kind of franchises that kind of had well-known entries in the Super Nintendo era. So it yeah. does have a similar vibe, so I can see how you got that. So okay. No point there, but that is Mega Man X soundtrack. Great soundtrack if you have not listened to that one yet. So, uh, All right. You're, uh, you're being very nice to me for the most part. I don't feel like there's anything that's <laughs> crazy like some... I have no idea, a game that was released only in Japan. <laughs> okay, good, good. All right, here's our next song. some dark scary game uh you're i will guess somewhat warm thanks <laughs> uh, warmer than you are cold i have no idea though um Give me final fantasy 7 <laughs> it is not final fantasy 7 it is oryx's last stand from destiny the taken king Oh, it's kind of the, the main theme of the whole Taken King story, and uh, when you do the raid and everything, that, that plays well, right in the works. I was way off of Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> All right. Your last chance to get some points here, right, Nathan. I You're at six points. More. Come on. Here we go. Star Fox 64? <laughs> no. It is a 64 game, though. Okay. Um, correct answer is Mario Party, specifically Mario Party oh. 2. That is the Spaceland theme for okay. Mario Party 2. My other guess was Super Smash Bros. for 64. So yeah, you're on the right I guess track. I was... Well, don't feel too At bad. least you can usually tell what system yeah. it's from. Yeah. So, so how many points did I end with? Ended up with six points. Six so points. Nathan did got Jaeger six points. Any, anymore? I think Jaeger ended up with one or two points. Okay. He guessed Mario All-Stars in the last one. So he's on the right Ooh, track with okay. Mario. Okay. Um, but Spaceland was actually what I think the best board in Mario Party 2. But uh, one of the best Mario Party games there. Super Mario or Mario Party 2 for N64. So let us know on Twitter. Did you beat Nathan? Did you get more than six points correct? Ooh. Let us know. Nathan, I think, I think you did okay. You did average. I, I started off really well and then kind of stumbled towards the yeah. end. <laughs> so. I still can't believe you missed Child Garden. Man. That, that is I very sad, but that one. it was the first question, so <laughs> I'm going to give myself a pass. But uh, anyways, that's our music trivia. Hopefully Dude, we can play this again That was a fun game. Again. I want to play it again. Yeah, it was fun, fun, fun together different pieces of music so uh yeah let us know if you you enjoyed this segment and uh we got some good feedback maybe we'll uh, do it again sometime soon sweet um so uh before we uh end the show we just want to leave real quickly with what we're playing i do want to say i downloaded a bunch of digital games this week and i wasn't really planning on it <laughs> so that's kind of funny usually i'm looking forward to games and i you know pick them up when they yeah. come out uh 
But I picked up Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which, like, what? Didn't that game come out, like, in 2011? And, yes, it did come out a long time ago, but they did remaster it for PlayStation 4. They announced it at the end of last year. Um, and so it went down on sale at GameStop, had a gift card laying around. Figured it's probably going to be better than Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which, you know, looks like it has some issues. And so I picked it up, and it's actually a lot of fun. I'm having, having fun with it friend of the show uh sir mr fields he picked it up as well so we played a little bit last night and uh i i feel kind of bad because i never gave this game a fair chance because i'm a huge marvel versus capcom like 2d fighting you didn't fan. like the roster originally right i didn't like the roster originally which they did kind of improve by adding some dlc in because okay. this is the ultimate version that has tons of new characters in it and dlc fighters yeah. all included um but the original roster, I think, had 50-something for Marvel vs. Capcom 2, mm-hmm. um, including, like, Venom. Like, I love Venom as the character. Spider-Man villain, he was, he's not in this game, which is a bummer. Uh, but they do some cool stuff with some characters like Ghost Rider, and uh, they have X-23, and they have uh, Rocket Raccoon, and then they have some cool Capcom guys like Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins, which is hilarious to play as, <laughs> and Frank West from Dead Rising. Um, but I never really gave it a chance because I was such a big fan of the 2D art style. And I'm like, why are you getting rid of that art style that's 2D? It's mm-hmm. so timeless. It looks great. Um, but I actually don't mind the art style now that I've gotten to play it. Like, the gameplay is still the same. There's a lot of the same animations, but they're yeah. modeled in 3D that I recognize. And, and it so, doesn't look like super realistic 3D. Like, it's kind yeah, of cartoony. It's still very almost. stylistic. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's not as, like, maybe you're as realistic as, say, Street Fighter or Injustice or something. It's yeah. still, still very kind of comic book feeling, so... Um, playing that a little bit, having some fun with it. And then I also downloaded um, Overcooked on the Switch, which I know you played a lot as well. Yes, I played that. So feel free to jump in. But I think it's such an amazing local co-op game. We we talked about it last year on the show on one of our early episodes. Rob talked about it on Indie Spot. Hey, there's this new game called Overcooked. It looks like a ton of fun. And none of us had ever played it until it finally came out on Switch. I wanted to play it but didn't pick it up on PS4 or Steam or anything because I didn't have enough controllers. Yeah, I think... That's kind of why I was waiting for it to come out on Switch is because I have more controllers for my Switch. And this game is, like, perfect with the Joy-Cons because it only uses, like, two buttons. Yeah. And so... It's easy and you for can anyone take it to anywhere. Like, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it'd be really fun to just take somewhere and have one person be like, hey, let's play some Overcook together while we're passing time or whatever it is. So. Yeah, and it's just really fun just because you short, like, orders. Like, you need to make a hamburger. You need a bun, a meat and lettuce but you have to chop the lettuce you have to chop the meat you have to cook the meat you have to put everything in there and you have to do it in a timely fashion to get um, your scores and then the whole point of the game is to do it cooperatively so you're playing with two three or four people and I played a couple rounds with four people I had uh, some family over this weekend it was just insane because everyone was like I'm chopping the lettuce you go wash the dishes and everyone then oh I fell off the edge because like you're you you're playing in these crazy kitchens that break yeah. so many health code violations you're like <laughs> moving semis uh, you're in the middle of a street you're on I like icebergs like the, uh, i like how it kind of changes depending on like if you're playing with four people it's kind of really crazy and chaotic and chaotic and stuff like that but um i've also played a lot just uh with one other person with my wife and it's it's a little bit chaotic but it's also kind of really strategic like i'm gonna go over here you do this and like kind of the first time you play it and you're like oh we didn't do very well and then you can be like okay now we know what we need to do we're gonna figure it out exactly. and then we get a much higher score yeah so, every um, level it rates you between one and three stars and so you definitely feel like there's a lot to aim for and like oh we could totally do better and get two or three stars on that yeah one. so yeah um so yeah a lot of fun definitely check it out if you want a fun party game on the switch i'd say this is probably the best local multiplayer uh like co-op game on the switch um 
this side of the snipper clips. Yeah, so. it reminds me a lot of snipper clips. Kind of very similar, easy to pick up and play with anyone. Yep. Um, cool, yeah. Then Other than that, I also picked up uh, Rise of the Necrodancer, which I have a confession. I've never played really rogue-type games where you're – you know, playing Wait, the runs. Necro Dancer? Necro Dancer. He's no <laughs> okay, Necro Dancer. Sure if you, I heard that right. <laughs> like, literally, it's like a rhythm-based uh, kind of dungeon crawler game. And okay. so uh, you're going through these randomized dungeons. So you play... top-down perspective? Yeah, it's kind of like a top-down perspective. It's a 2D okay. art style. Um, and basically, there's different tiles. Think almost kind of like old-school like Zelda, like original Zelda dungeons. Okay. And you're going through, and basically you have to everything moves on a beat and so there'll be a blue slime character that moves up and down every two beats and it'll just moves in that same pattern then there'll be a uh bull character that will charge forward and hit a wall and then there will be a you know a tree monster that will only move every four but he has more health so you're basically you're timing all your button pushes to move and attack and you're finding chests and other random items in your runs to basically make your character more powerful and it took me about two hours to be just the first, really, the first three levels because they're bunched in, in, I think, three levels each. Yeah. And uh, it definitely has kind of a steep learning curve, but once you get into it, it's got some kind of fun, kind of techno music, and you're going around and you're doing runs. And it, it, between every run, you can buy a couple upgrades that make your future runs a little bit better, but you're pretty much starting fresh every time. And so um, it's a lot of fun. It's on sale right now on PlayStation for $3. So if you got a couple of dollars, Sitting your PlayStation account, um, I definitely recommend it. I'm, I'm a huge rhythm cool. game fan anyways, and so that's another reason why this game appeals yeah. to me. It's yeah. a lot of the timing on button presses and fun Sounds music, like a game so. I would not be good at because I have no rhythm whatsoever. <laughs> it it so has I local like... co-op, so we should try Ooh, it. Okay. okay. I, I don't good. know how well it works. It's a very kind of strategized mechanical rhythm game, <laughs> but we <laughs> yeah. can try it out. Sounds crazy. So, yeah, I, I've been having fun playing those games. and Oh, yeah, I got Metal Slug Anthology, too. That's also Ooh. on sale on PlayStation. I picked it up on the Wii in like 2007, I think. Yeah. As all seven Metal Slug games. I got it back then for like 20 bucks. One of my favorite Wii games. I played it with my brothers all the time. And so, um, I what did these all originally come out? Were they all arcade games? They're all SNK okay. arcade games. I think okay. they came on the Neo Geo and the Pocket Neo Geo. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, they originally came out in the arcades. Um, and then they bundled them together for PlayStation 2 and the Wii, I remember. So, I. As much as fun of having played through those games again, too, I also really wish they would put this anthology collection out on the Switch. Instead, they've released Metal Slug 1, 2, and 3, I believe, but they're like $9 a download, and it's just one yeah. game. Like, I got all seven Metal Slug games for, I think, $5 on PlayStation 4. Like, give, all give me of that. Those, like, all of those kind of retro-styled games and older 2D-looking perspective games, it's bad, but I just want everything on the Switch. Like, for example... Mm-hmm. I was playing. I started playing Stardew Valley again last night. Um, I have that on my PS4, and I bought it right when it launched last Christmas, and played it probably about ten hours, five, ten hours, or something like that. Had a lot of fun with it, and then kind of put it down. Started playing something else, and I jumped back into it last night, and I was enjoying it, and kind of playing. I was, well, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was kind of planning <laughs> out my. I was like, what was I supposed to be doing? And kind of planning out my season and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. Upgrade my farm, but I was like. I just want this on Switch, which is supposed to be coming sometime this summer, so hopefully soon. You can double dip. But I'm really tempted to because it's, like, the perfect game. It's kind of has, like, a retro-style 16-bit look. Um, 
and it's I mean you don't have the perfect game to be able to play yet. just like exactly to just be able to play kind of handheld and jump in and play for maybe you 10 don't minutes need online or something like or that anything, play one right? one day to play through one day it takes about maybe 10 15 minutes or something like that so it's a perfect game for switch so i'm really tempted to double dip whenever yeah. that does come out perfect um jaeger did ask in the comments does anyone know if the midway tile that came out on switch play galaga with the screen upright like the arcade console um, I think he's referring to the Namco Museum that came out this it week. Just came out this week on I the think. Switch. I think it's thirty dollars, um, which I'm kind of bummed about. Probably pull the trigger if it was twenty dollars or less. But uh, I did actually hear that you can uh, prop the Switch up vertically kind of turn it on its side. To turn right? on its side, yeah, yeah, to play Galaga and a few other. I think Dig Dug also works that way, and a few other games that style. So that is kind of cool. You can almost turn your Switch into a mini arcade cabinet. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're also playing on a little tiny screen instead of a TV, so I'm not sure <laughs> how, how good that would be. A, someone printed that, like, 3D printed that, like, little tiny arcade cabinet thing. Oh, to slide the switch into? Yeah, to slide the switch into. So if you have a lot of money in a 3D printer, you could do that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's any of us. If you don't, though, you have to kind of maybe try to awkwardly prop it up with pillows or, like, tape yeah. or something. Yeah. But, yeah, you, you can do that uh, on the Switch. So I think the real headliner there is Pac-Man Versus is on there. Which I've never played, but I think Miyamoto helped like design and stuff, and it was oh, like that a was multiplayer the one that came game. Out, like on GameCube. Yeah, it was on the GameCube, yeah. and then you could play with the Game Boy Advances. So just okay. not like I never played it. A lot of people didn't play because you had to have Game Boy Advance connector cables, and I it was saw really someone say that that game is worth thirty dollars alone. So <laughs> yeah, but I've so never played it, so I don't know. If that game ever goes on sale, I might pick it up just to trap Pac-Man versus with you guys. Sure. So. Sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, cool. anything else you're playing this week you want to talk about? Um, I finished uh, Batman the Telltale series, oh, um, nice. which I kind of talked about the last couple of weeks. But Season two is right around the corner. Perfect yeah, timing. I really, really enjoyed kind of the conclusion and ending. Um, I was a little bit nervous because I know a lot of people said, especially episode, episode five when it first came out, like it was really, really buggy and almost unplayable because some of the cutscenes just kind of got skipped or there was missing faces and stuff like that. I'm glad to say I didn't really have any of that. There was a couple times where the... Uh, where like a character was talking and I had subtitles on and I could read could kind of read what was going on it like skipped a little bit but <laughs> it wasn't too jarring or anything like that um so still kind of had yeah. the telltale jankiness but, but it wasn't not unplayable. as bad as kind of it wasn't unplayable not yeah. as bad as I was expecting so I was happy about that but good. yeah had a good kind of wrap up and then definitely a kind of teaser for what season two is going to hold at the end and stuff like that so cool. Yeah, that's the first Telltale game, like I said, I think since Walking Dead I've played from start to finish. And I got my first Platinum Trophy, so I felt happy about well, that. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> the, the old Telltale Platinum. Exactly. <laughs> Handed out in free Platinums. <laughs> there you go. I was surprised when I saw how to Platinum. I was like, surely you have to play through and like choose every choice. And I looked, I was like, no, literally you just have to complete the game one yeah. time. Okay, Well, cool. somehow they got a Platinum in because the original Walking Dead season... One at least, I know I don't think had a platinum. Yeah, and then uh, Wolf Among Us, you had to play through it a second time and like have optional conversations to get the platinum. Uh -huh. But now, on ever since Tales of the Borderlands and Beyond, you get a platinum for every Telltale once cool. you play all five. That's, all right, that's well, how they get you to buy all five episodes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll take it, I guess. But uh, and uh, yeah, so I think that about ends up our show for this week. Jaeger asked, "Can I turn my TV on its side to play Namco Museum?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, if you get like a risk. special wall mount or something like that. I'm sure there's works. some wall mount. Yeah, that allows exactly. You to or if you have one of those like old uh, tube TVs, maybe you could like, <laughs> work a solution. <laughs> Probably. But uh, anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we're live every Tuesday, seven o'clock p.m. Pacific. Thank you, Jaeger, for tuning in uh, live. Appreciate it. Um, we live leave you with Ebb and Flow by Off the Hook from Splatoon Two. Enjoy.
enjoy, and hope to see you guys on Saturday during that spot time. No team catch up.